It's the Hotel Guys podcast with Paul and Rich. Join the Hotel Guys as they share their stories and adventures together around the world, traveling to some incredible places. You can reach the Hotel Guys at their website, hotelguys.com. And now, here's your podcast moderator, Nancy Ward. And here we are. We're back together again. It's been a while, you guys. Thank you, Nancy. Uh-huh. Thanks, Nancy. Oh, Paul and Rich, the hotel guys, two yes. of my favorite people in the whole world. And to my favorite podcast in the whole world, because actually my traveling days are pretty much behind me. So to have a, an ability to travel vicariously with you guys is so awesome. But I do think that a lot of the listeners, and myself included, know you guys as travelers, but what about life before traveling, and how did you get involved in traveling, and let's start with that subject this time. Rich? Oh boy, Paul's like pointing his finger at you. I know, I know Paul's like, you pointing first. his finger you at you. It. <laughs> well, it's, it's pretty simple for me. Um, growing up in rural South Dakota, you know, as a kid, I think my parents traveled us out to the Black Hills once. And other than that, um, I just began to be a huge traveler once I left the state, started teaching in Montana. We loved to camp and uh, explore that whole area, headed west uh, to Oregon, uh, completed a master's degree in education, special education, and have always just been a wanderer in nature. And then I had an opportunity in 2001 to join an organization uh, here in the States. It's known as People to People Student Ambassador Program. And they have been around since Eisenhower. And I was fortunate enough to be out and about with about 40 high school students, three oh. other teachers, wow. up to three weeks. And uh, we just traveled the world, and we were truly ambassadors. Uh, worked with the students uh, six months in advance. Uh, they would research, understand culture. Um, we would teach them where and when it would be appropriate to wear certain clothes and when you shouldn't, <laughs> based on where you're traveling, Right. which was always a, a struggle with some of our girls who thought um, just traveling out in their little sleepy pajamas would be fine. But like, you know, most kids, they're always testing. And, uh, you know, in those seven years, we saw a lot, did a lot, and I really began a passion of photography and just documenting that. So all of those trips were international? All of those were international right. trips. So yep. Europe and Australia and Japan and China. Oh, oh you, on and on. And um, Ireland, Wales. My, my um, hat is off to you. It must be right, like a dream to just travel with one other person now, right? Japan, China. Oh, well, yes. And then I meet Paul in 2007 on the heels of a trip to Japan, which ended up being my final journey with people to people. And I thought, okay, this guy would be easier to uh, to manage, but sometimes that's not true. Well, we just <laughs> we picked it up from there and just started traveling together. But my background also it was is is different as far as travel background goes. Um, I went to my first trip to Europe was when I was age twenty, and there was a circular that was being distributed on my college campus in Ohio, Northwest Ohio. I went to Bowling Green State University. And I convinced my parents somehow to foot the bill for that. I, was, I did not 
grow up, I didn't think with this kind of entitlement, but it really changed my, my life to go on that trip. It was an eight-week uh, tour with kids my age, sort of, you know, 18 to 22. It's perfect. And um, I just saw, you know, we were at the time, this is the summer of, uh, I believe it was 1980 or 79, Mm -hmm. perhaps. And, you know, we're behind the Iron Curtain. We were in, you know, the Socialist Republic of Czechoslovakia and Yugoslavia and East Germany and all the Western, a lot of the Western uh, Europe. And so that was really inspirational for me. And I really just wanted to keep going and understand the world around me through you know history and art and the stories and of course the people and the food that you meet in the contemporary setting but i want to uh, sort of pay uh, homage to my grandparents um my grandfather um which was my italian grandfather um was a post office worker for 44 years and he and his wife in their retirement used to do the organized tours of Europe particularly and I seem to remember as the caravan tours and these are basically you know just like the old folks that you see still kind of traveling around the world in organized groups like that young people too and you know at the you know I would say late grade school middle school and high school, I used to hear and really relish the trips that they would take. And of course, we'd see these exhaustive um, photo. uh, Did they have slides? They had slides. Of course. And it was like multiple carousels of slides that we got to watch, you know, over like fresh popped popcorn in the living room in Ohio. And sort of see these really exotic trips they used to go to you know they liked going to Italy but they went to a lot of places in you know even we just got back from a trip to uh British Columbia area of Canada and that was a trip that my grandparents had taken that always you know maybe that's helped to br- bring me to the west coast um you know in the 80s when I left school but yeah they just inspired me and 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 fed my interest in other cultures and other people so i didn't have to endure you know middle age middle grade school kids um to well, see the... somebody had to paul um no it wasn't middle school it was high school yeah even worse yeah, yeah. no, 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 I, don't, no I, I actually don't think I mean, that's no, just, just i mean paul's story i've not really heard this um told this really? way so i find that i find it interesting because he's one of those young travelers that we really um taught yeah uh, an interest a, mm-hmm. a passion for mm-hmm. like more information because our travels with people to people would get you know, kids exposed to like four major kind of tourist events in one day. The pace was always keep them moving. Yeah, you know, it was very And fast. wear them out and hope that they, you know, <laughs> stay in their night. rooms yeah. <laughs> all yeah. night long. Yeah. So, you know, and and now I'm following all these travelers who, you know, Nancy, Wendy, Gail, and I have worked with as we've traveled those mm-hmm. seven years. And, and to know where they're going and, and their careers and just their interests, uh, it's, so it's we, based a lot on their travel. We know a lot about your career before you started traveling, but we don't know a lot about Paul's life before he started traveling. And the other thing I want to ask is there is an age difference between you. What is the age age difference? So I am seven years younger than Rich. Okay, seven yeah. years. Okay. Yeah. 
All right. So, so tell I mean, us, Paul. I mean, my, my working background is uh, more a following of interest than it was some kind of concerted effort to do one thing. <laughs> this is where I have to jump in. Paul says he's proud of saying that he's retired four different times in his <laughs> careers. <laughs> so, but I do Good have, I you. mean, my... Right. The, yeah, I mean, I always wanted to work abroad. I mean, uh, one of the things that I, I didn't quite ever get to was, you know, working for the State Department and working sort of as a foreign service officer. That was like a reach career goal that I did not properly prepare mm-hmm. myself for. Um, so that also was an interest to, you know, be abroad in other cultures, and I've always been drawn to that. So short of that, what I did was I worked, um, I, I have kind of, I think, natural communication skills that I applied in the tech field where I was living in Northern California. I happened to be living in Silicon Valley in the 80s doing something unrelated. I was actually working for a couple of years professionally in the environmental movement here, the political uh, push to at Earth Day 1990 particularly, and it led to some other things. Oh, very cool. So, but from that, I jumped to technology, and before that, it was just a mishmash of things. I just read myself through several different bookstore jobs for a number of years, just following and reading things that, you know, I hadn't hadn't read before, and a lot of that was really travel-related stuff, history particularly. So that's that, yeah. But then you you got into the tech field. I did, and then you even continued that when you lived in Hawaii, right? I did. So I I, I worked and lived worked remotely and lived um, on the Big Island of Hawaii in the years right before I met Rich, and then we met in in two thousand seven, and we are celebrating our eleventh wedding anniversary in the coming month or so. So, yeah, so we've been together about 12 years. And how did you meet? We collided. Uh, it's not a meet. We were at a men's conference, a men's weekend, oh. with uh, an international organization um, called the Mankind Project. Oh, sure. And we're both involved in you're that. Both, are you still? Still, we yeah. Are. Yeah, cool. We are. So, yeah, mkpusa.org for people, for men who are interested. Women can read about the organization, too. It's okay. But that's that's what happened. We, and where were you? I had just come from that trip uh, Japan. into Japan. Yeah, and yeah so but where, where did you meet? Bloomington, Indiana. Oh, for Bedford, Pizza. actually. Bedford, yeah, Bedford, close Indiana. to Bloomington, southern Indiana. They and had rented a youth camp, and there yeah. were 130 men. Wow. So, um, And I was just coming off the Big Island, um, and this was my, one of my first stops, and I had intended to travel for a few months. So after this very short weekend, Rich and I continued to hang out together, and he just came with me. And so we started the traveling that I was <laughs> about to so start. Easy. It sounds so good. And we've been traveling yes. ever since. Yes. Yeah. Pretty well, much. I well, thought I would just go away for a four-day weekend, and then this guy, you didn't you know, know you were going to fall in looks love, Looks at me, huh? and he's, no, and I'm like, uh, you want to travel? And all I could think of was, oh, my God. God, I just paid off my credit card, and now this guy's going to want to just rack it up again. And so it was I like... I did a good job of that. One no, day, I... It was just one day at a time. And, and so, where did you travel? And we love traveling together. So, you know, I still have family back in that, that area of the Midwest, Ohio, and um, other connections in other eastern locations, Pittsburgh. And we were going to go to Washington, D.C. and New York. And then we went to upstate Michigan, 
where Paul had worked. Uh, as yeah, a, I had one summer in when I was in chef. college. I was I worked on Mackinac Island as a cook, and I, I always had a nostalgia idea that I would go back there someday and and see where I had you know. Your I think roots. I was 19. Yeah, yeah, it was just like a fun, you know, summer. You wake up and you're not sure if it's morning or night. And when of, I was when I was a young hippie in college, two of my buddies hitchhiked. And we went up to Mackinac Island where Paul, it wasn't oh, for, exactly the same time. But, okay. you know, yeah. all of it's just summer destination and there's endless fudge shops yeah. everywhere. <laughs> no cars on the island. I don't island, know how they compete with one another. And no cars, you're right. Rich and I rented a condo on a beautiful lake on the interior of the island. Uh, for two nights. Actually, you can see a picture of us on the Euphoria tour uh, under excursions on, on the our website. website. Yeah. And Paul has just updated all of that. And that's our first meeting. Yeah, and, uh, it's our first tour. And, we didn't and know. The, and the we quick were, funny story yeah. is that we got into this place and it was all decked out. You know, the teal and the kind of, what was that Ma- other color? Mauve? Mauve, maybe? Yes, Evil. those Very colors. 1980s. It said 1980-ish, 90, early. But it was. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, it was 2007. Yeah, yeah, you know, not so, when But not the, there. The place not was, there, the place was one of those places exactly. that we did not speak this because we're, like, in this new relationship. But suddenly we started, now we look back, we've, like, moved all these ugly things into closets that... You know, the owner of this condo. You were redecorating like, from the beginning. From the get-go. Like crafty, dusty things. That It seemed Dried like flowers, the predominant like, color was blue. And Oh, my gosh. So from day four of you guys meeting. Pretty much. Yeah. Your life has revolved around traveling. traveling. It has. That it is has. so interesting. Yeah. It, you know, and they always say that if you can travel with someone, yes. you're, it's going to. You're golden. You're, yeah. <laughs> you've got something. And, and, you know, we went back and he continued to. To teach in Portland for uh, yeah in Oregon for a few years, and I had another entire new career working in sales in natural food, which I really loved for five years. And in fact, that encompassed a lot of travel that I used to bring Rich on a lot of the trade shows that I would go to. This was North American and Canadian travel, you know, U.S. and Canada right. travel, local. Yeah, more or less. I mean, coast to coast. But we, mm-hmm. you know, we've done like little work-related excursions in New England and uh, been at conventions in places like Baltimore and, of course, Anaheim and Las Vegas. So we've traveled kind of business travel in the U.S. And then occasionally we would try, as our uh, time really allowed it, we did a trip to Bali as our first big, wasn't that our first big international trip together? Yes. And that led us to just do a lot of Asia travel in the years after. But so that, and so, yeah, we've, we've done all kinds of different travel so these years. I don't want to bring up any heartfelt memories, but there was also a four-legged person in your life that kind of kept you tied uh, to ooh, home and hearth, right? Ooh. Yes. You uh, mean, yeah. Do you had, know the he, Doberman? He has a bigger staff than we do. Oh. Yeah. Or he, he, <laughs> he did. did. I mean, that yeah, animal, we keep, you know, mentioning him frequently. He he died in 16, and really that allowed us to yes. take off and it travel. It did change because... Almost 13. And, well, uh, the way it was, it reminds me when we decided we were going to go to Bali, and we were there about three weeks, including travel time. We the first thing we did was call our dog sitter and schedule our trip around her availability in order for His Highness, also known as Dino the Doberman, 
um, could, so she controlled when we could take holiday. Right. Uh, his, you know, his needs. It sounds a little fussy, but our dog. It's not. Well, we not just didn't all. ever put our dog in a kennel, and right. I know a lot of people do that. I don't. I think that's fine. We have some really high end, nice facilities where yes, I mean the do. dog's happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. But our dog stayed at home and stayed in his routine and in his luxury, right. You know, luxurious. So Everything. that that did limit your it ability did. to for, travel for extended. Yeah. And then then once that was no longer holding you back, you guys have uh, you've just devoted your whole life for the what the last five years to for, doing it, nothing but traveling six months out of the year. Four at this point. I mean, it's yeah, and it just keeps yeah. you know we we're both fully retired now with the ability to wander a bit more, and so we played with the amount of time that we you know would be away from our home in the U.S. And, you know, we're still dabbling. It feels like every, you know, we have a lot of flexibility. If we want to come home, we can kind of turn around and do that. But we've opted to stay out of the country for up to three quarters of the year, as little as a quarter after we got going to as much as Three quarters. Yeah, I, you know, I think it just, we had to practice. And for us, when we were out in Southeast Asia a few years back, we were in five countries and, you know, the trip was winding down and we're like, are we tired of living out of a suitcase? And we both said no. And So it set in motion for easy. the next year, a slightly longer trip. Yes. But unlike some travelers, we're not looking for any one place. We're open to places that we might want to visit again, but we're at a point where we don't want to just go back to one place or the same culture or the same beach or the same neighborhood. Not yet. Not yet. And I don't know that we will, other than our Portland neighborhood and our Portland riverbanks and all of those. Yeah, all the those fabulous. Feel very uh, I keep saying we're in produce nirvana when we're home for the oh, summer. Gosh, yeah. yes, and we have true? just enjoyed, this summer in particular has been a huge one for us. My son got married. We flew back to Ohio for a family reunion soon after we had returned from Central America. We did a um, San Juan sort of British Columbia swing with family. So it's been a super busy and short summer, so we've been very appreciative of all of the... And and Paul's sister and her husband just left after a nine-day stay. Um, yeah. That was the San Juan journey. A successful and... hotel guys tour. Yeah. Totally. And you, you came back from your most recent trip in May? Yes, mid-May. May, and you're leaving this month. What Yeah, what this day? is, uh, if you're listening to this, it's... Uh, what is this? August twenty seventh? August, August twenty seventh. Yeah, yeah, August of, of two thousand nineteen. Yes. Yeah. So yes. yeah. So this was a short one. About one hundred and five days total. Um, the shortest back in the country, right? You know, and several getaways, like I said, where we were doing family things. So we've the, dabbled with duration and, of course, destination. Sure. You know, we're kind of at that place where, okay, you know, we've created our chore list, and I think when we get on that airplane, it's like a sigh of relief. Um, just to slow it back down because it'll be, um, yeah, initially we'll, we'll take this next journey slower, um, I think. Yeah, it remains to be seen. It remains to be seen. No, it'll be. But I do want to ask, you know, there is an added layer to your travel that many of us do not experience, and that is the fact that you are a gay couple, and you tend to go to 
countries that sometimes don't necessarily have that open idea about what constitutes a marriage. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, uh, how does that play into you deciding where you want to go and how you want to live? Like, do you prefer when you're in a country that's more... um, uh, or or less accepting? Do you want to stay in a place like an Airbnb versus a hotel where it gives you a little bit more freedom? Do you ever curb your travels because of the fact that you are a gay couple? Wow. Uh, no. The cat's don't. out of the bag. Um, yeah, uh, we're a gay couple. And, uh, you know, it was interesting, Nancy, because I think in the first podcast we had a little bit of a conversation about this traveling in India and how I felt. Like, you know, because I was married to, a, uh, you know, my son's mother for 20 years, I just felt like I was kind of thrust back into secrecy um, as in now finally a midlife out man. So... I think that was more difficult for me, but yet, you know, culturally, again, like we would teach kids, you know, uh, in travel, it's like sometimes you, less is best, and until relationships really get established, boundaries are necessary. Um, so this So time, you're saying that you just remain respectful of the culture you're in. Yeah, and it was like young people were fine when they would find out... Uh, as we've traveled and many, many people have no problem Mm -hmm. that Paul and I are a married gay couple. And sometimes, you know, men in particular in both Sri Lanka and in India seemed kind of shocked. Like they couldn't wrap their brain around it, that they had not even thought about that as a possibility. So here we are, you know, in 2019 and, uh, there have been a lot of changes in my life that, you know, just blow me away in marriage equality and where it's okay and where it isn't. And when Paul brings up like, oh, we should go to Jordan after, you know, we're out of Thailand. And I'm like, oh boy, I just want to know how safe I am because, you know, we're just not just two invisible guys anymore. We're the hotel guys. And if anybody wanted to like really, you know, search us, they now know that listening to my voice, it's like, wow, I had no idea that man was gay. Um, but with that said, life is so short that I want to be out in the world and, you know, maybe somebody in, well, I know this for a fact, as we traveled Sri Lanka, there was a young man who worked in one of the places that we had stayed and through Instagram contacted me at hotel guys. And the number one is our Instagram account and straight up asked, are you gay? And really? I, in, in my culture, it's like, you don't know me. That's really not appropriate for right. you to ask that, right. which I would say to all students that would cross that boundary as a teacher. And so then he came back through finally and had a more a more deep conversation with me. And I was the first one that he's that ever he's, told. And yeah. he was 37 years old. Wow. And, and, and so it's things like that when we travel that I feel like maybe... Our being who we are, because there's more than just those three-letter words, G-A-Y, we're, we're amazing men, and uh, we just try to open our heart as we travel and meet people. Yeah, that's well said, Rich. I think for me, what comes to mind is that we just travel in our authenticity, and are there places that we wouldn't go in the world because of a certain passport that we hold or a certain 
identification that we have in the world? I suppose so. Um, I know right now there, you know, Western businessmen are having problems getting out of of China, and you know maybe Iran is not a place. I would love to go to Iran, but it's probably not a place for us to go. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had friends that have had some challenges in some Middle Eastern countries that we know about, but I feel like with regard to Jordan, since you brought it up specifically, that there are, um, you know, you get into a tourist sort of zone, you just stay in that, you just stay in that tourist zone and you're going to be okay. Yeah. And and, and, and you we know, don't really travel that way, but there may be places where we just take a little bit less, uh, not risk, but, you know, just a little bit less... Uh, and you know, I mean, we have not felt threatened as we've traveled. No, in in really in any situation where we were made to feel uncomfortable. But you know, we are not the kind of gay travelers that are going like to gay destinations, particularly no. I mean, right. at right. all. Really, no. uh, so we just show up authentically wherever we are. And I mean, I think when we go to India this time, I'm you know, and no public display of affection, no, none well, of that stuff that people kind of go, oh, I'm uncomfortable. So, I mean, well, again, that goes respectful, for, yeah, respectful. for anybody. Just yeah. respectful. Totally, yes. totally. From fashion. Well, and what I have found so interesting, uh, not being a nudist, is and that you two find nudist <gasps> places all over the world and places that Nancy. I wouldn't think would have any nudist You're resorts. not going to join us in Thailand? I am not going to join you. Paul. I'm, Another cat out of the bag. We're naturists. Well, yeah, we we've been known to. I mean, our, our Paul will say, "Are we going to go to a nudist colony?" And I'm like, "It's not really That's referred to the Oh, is that old fashioned? It's kind of a '60s term is that it? we use as a joke. <laughs> okay, so what is it called now? A naturist community. A naturist. But you, right? Yeah. But the interesting thing is, they aren't just in uh, companies or countries that have wide open thinking. They're everywhere because right. people like to take off their clothes yeah. everywhere, which yeah. I find interesting. Even in places where they normally would not accept things like gay marriage, they accept nudity. Right. I mean, I'm, yes. perhaps Thailand is a good example of that because, you know, they have a pretty advanced uh, uh, tourist industry and they realize there's a niche there. They're not going to frequent it, but there's a lot of Europeans particularly that that's a second nature lifestyle. A lot of families will go to naturist resorts for the summer as a family. And so we're on sort of coupled from our puritanical roots at some level. And for us, it's no big deal. We met, we meet great people that we still are in touch with. Well, of course. Yes. And, and, you know, and, and these places that we stay largely have been, you know, heterosexual facilities. So, I mean, it, it like you said, it's family. Yeah, and I don't know if you need to say it explicitly, but they're non-sexual environments. Oh, of course. Yeah, so this of is course. not, that's not what that's You don't have about. to worry about your swimsuits okay. that you pack. So, uh, actually, I had kind of a different idea, yeah. so you're kind of straightening me out. I thought that it was that there were uh, people within that country 
that we're using it. But you're telling me more it's along the line of now we're all international travelers and they're they're coming from places like uh, Sweden and Norway, which is very used to having uh, naturalist uh, resorts. And so that has actually widened up a destination area for countries who want to cater to travelers. They just now include that as part of it. Yeah, it's their warm climate to right. yeah. be in their element. And while yeah. this isn't something that uh, that we know about firsthand, a friend told us recently about an, uh, a, a naked resort, nudist, naturist uh, resort in Australia where, you know, for example, there was an Indian a couple from India uh, that was visiting there, and in their own culture, like they had to lie to their kids about where they were going <laughs> to and their kids, so you know they are in a very sort of button down sort of culture, but they will frequent so the they may well India that we know of doesn 't have any of these particular not that we've uh, discovered yet. yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they wouldn't go in India, but they would go to Australia. They would go somewhere And just else. enjoy yeah. that freedom for whatever number of days. And, you know, some of these places are, you know, n- nudity at the pool only, for example. Or some might be you can be naked at breakfast, which is kind of a new experience. <laughs> naked at breakfast. Ex- and ex- exactly. Well, I mean, naked our, number one, our number one YouTube video is... Uh, Chan's Oriental Village. Chan Resort. Chan's Resort. Chan Resort in Pattaya, Thailand. Yes, and it has like over 15,000 views right I'm sure now. people think there's some kind of nudity in the and video, you'll just which see of us course from there's the not. Oh, of course not. Video, oh, shoot. I know. You would have gotten many more hits on your video well, we, if that were the case. Our Instagram account is far more risque, I would say, than at some days anyway, than, than our... Then, yeah. <laughs> well, I I just want to say that you know our our um, journey into Thailand and exploring this little niche market of naked resorts is just going to be a way to continue our no tan line kind of yes. uh, philosophy yeah, that you have worked on so hard. Yes, <laughs> very hard. Now, back to Paul and Rich and their Hotel Guys podcast. So as someone who loves to take my nest with me wherever I go, here you guys are out running around for months and months and months. What kind of a nest do you take with you? And how much does it weigh? And how do you do this? Oh, boy. Wow. That's really, it's a real big challenge for us. Um, We are... Away when we pack, we sometimes are packing for an eight month trip or a nine month trip. That's been what the last few have looked like from the beginning, from the bedroom where the luggage is on the bed or on the floor. So we take forty four pounds um, is what our 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 goal is no more than forty four in uh, a, a checked bag, and we each have one checked bag. And then we carry a camera bag in addition to that that runs in the 30 to 35-pound range. Because of Paul's size 13 shoes, they go also in the camera bag. Oh, I was going to say, that must be one heavy camera. So we (laughs) have some real nightmares as far as our inability to to reach those goals of those weight goals. 
Oh, gosh. And then we end up, like, strewning stuff around the world that, like, why are we carrying so much? We've shipped stuff home to us. We've had friends and hotels, that friends that we've made along the way, and hotels where we've stayed store stuff for us. Up like to, for, for a month or two yes. or even really? three yes. months. We've yes. like, do they charge India? you for that? No. They no? Don't, no. no. The and instances that we've used, it's, it's just we carry too much. Well, it's I mean, Paul, I mean, with, with what you're saying, it's true. We carry too much stuff. But we're in different climates. So, you know, we're, we're in wet and, you know, higher elevation climates. So you, get, you need layers. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, now we're going to not be in that that climate and, and I what really, do you do i will i really envy the fellow travelers that we often talk to uh about their ability to buy more off the rack clothes along the way women will say like oh you know they pick up something appropriate and flowy and new and fresh and you know because we we get so tired of what we are wearing. that's the big one but yes. i have long arms and long legs and so i cannot very easily buy off the rack stuff and then a lot of times we're at i don't know we don't see we don't see clothes that we want to wear i know it sounds well that's why we go to the naked resorts well I'm there kidding. that's well that does that's solve a the problem. really good but, idea. Know, I, it solves the problem for a little while i keep while. telling myself that less is best and that i always love to buy a t-shirt from where i'm traveling so you know in my head as i pack for india it's like okay do not take you know but maybe your favorite two t-shirts and that's what i'm going to do uh, but it is difficult, you know, because I'm taking a lot of herbal supplements. I have a history of Lyme disease, and that's in remission, you know. And now, as you know, I had a, a stroke in February, so that's another pill. Um, so, you know, all those little things kind of like extra, not just shoes, and but pills and, and toothpaste yeah. and all of that collectively is, in the past, we'll purchase it and then hand it off to, like, our niece who's been meeting up with us. Well, yeah, so friends and uh, family that either meet us or, uh, yeah, either come or go, we either send them stuff to bring to us for because it's so well, long. So, sure. uh, you know, like, uh, silly things like the comfort of your own toothpaste to have a new tube at near the end of the trip is oddly comforting as far as the nest stuff goes that you mentioned yeah there are little products that you know you take for granted here that so we utilize on this coming trip which we're going to talk about um, in another podcast right um, we've got multiple friends joining us as we have in the past so how many have signed up so far well uh, in I the think past, seven. we've had family yeah yeah i think we, six or seven. we think we wow. will see at this point seven different friends during the course of this so we will be very eight, creative about oh. what we ask them to bring us or or maybe nothing but there'll be opportunities to like refresh medications yeah, that rich needs one. yeah or just other little toiletry type deals is mostly what it is well they're kind of like little bonuses actually like uh, certain products yeah uh, um, we would get, and it was like Christmas when our niece would see us. So yeah, that's not going to be a problem. The more, the bigger the problem is just choosing. It's multiple what goes in too, and and how you know when do you want to ditch a piece of clothing and just say you're done with it? I know many people who just wear their shabby and get rid of it, and you know stock up on new things. That's um, but, but I do you know, know that you also love to decorate as you go well, along everywhere you stay, and you take pictures. 
you take things from home. So that's got to count in to the weight of the 44 pounds that you're each trying to achieve. It is. I mean, those things largely don't amount to a whole lot. We have an what we we have an altar that we travel with. Really, is our an, pictures of some of our ancestors and some things. You know, like a picture of our dog and a picture of our moms, our loved ones. Yeah, yeah. And, and it just it really does anchor. It's Absolutely. it's funny, Nancy. Um, there are certain, and you know, I'm more the. I don't know, let's just call me the queer eye for the hotel guy because, you know, I'm really good at arranging flowers. And, you know, anywhere I go, if I'm there longer than five days, it's like, you know, we'll find a vase, we'll put stuff together. And it's, you know, if if I have a nice, cool piece of fabric that's, you know, attached to me or I shop for one, and then that becomes kind of our signature, you know, decorator piece to cozy it up and, and just, I, you know, I, we create such a home base wherever we land if it's you know three nights or if it's three weeks but those little touches you know if you're buying gifts for people i keep saying don't just hide them in your suitcase you know hang them up if it's fabric lay it on your beds uh enjoy it in your room before you give it away you'll be tired of it after a few months anyway then you hand it off but I mean, it was hilarious because we don't. So everything we get uh, from you right, is really it's, it's all you, Yes, Soil. several people have worn your your yeah. shawl uh, from Kashmir, <laughs> which is sad. We'll probably never get back into Kashmir. Well, but yeah, we are glad we brought we Nancy were there. this fabulous. Oh, fabulous! Um, yeah, yeah, yeah oh, Kashmir scarf. From scarf there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but you know. Back to all of that. Well, so it's we're always a sense of home. Yeah, is, I mean, we're always either like. And occasionally we might leave a piece behind either with somebody or just orphan something along the way, too. But we also have shipped stuff home to ourselves, Um, a few gifts and such. But we also have shipped home um, a bundle of stuff from when we were in southern India. And we realized, okay, we got back to Delhi. It was time 40 pounds back. Yeah. From a 40 pounds. So we 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 did a trek. And that's one of our our videos at hotelguys.com. Yes. I remember. Yeah, I didn't it realize is. it was that big, though. The, yes. And it didn't all survive height. so well, did it? The the trek? No, the uh, shipping the 40 pounds back oh, home. Oh, no, I we did okay that, with that. We it's some had, of the products that things. we um, had shipped back some from, from India that were poorly wrapped. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Agenta Caves area is yeah. where we were. Um, but yeah, that goes with the territory. Of course, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we just like, oh, I don't know, heavy boots. I mean, we're going to go into the monsoon kind of tail end and I'm like, okay, tennis shoes or no tennis shoes. Um, throw away my boots when I'm done. I don't know. Cause all that You're stuff adds boots? up. You're taking boots? We're not, actually, we're not sure. But yeah, we, I, yeah. It, it's always, uh, comes down to the wire. We have to be done two days before. So all these decisions, sanity. you know, we still haven't the, made all yeah. the decisions. Yeah. No, on this next trip, on but yeah, next. but previous, previous, uh, trips we have, I'd like to think some learnings from our packing, uh, oh, I'm so do you have steps. a favorite suitcase? Yeah, we actually do. Um, and I think the ones that we're going to continue to travel with are multiple years of use, pretty yes. hard use. Um, 28-inch rollers. Yeah, um, what's the brand? You're not going to do the commercial for them, are we? I can't remember we the We haven't talked about Miss Hannah's uh, gourmet popcorn that we're um, enjoying, Nancy. Oh, is this yes, one of our Yes, so we're is sitting one of here. Seriously, as this, we're, as this we're is my sponsor. It's yeah. very hard to uh, keep your hands out of Miss yeah, Hannah's during kettle break. corn. Yeah, yeah. yeah during yeah. break, awesome. we're enjoying. Uh, that's out of the Bridgeport Shopping Center. Um, 
Portland. So, but medium size. But we we roll with medium size rollers, uh, luggage. Uh, this particular style, ha- it can become a backpack, but we have never whipped the backpack portion out of it. No. We, so we could put it on our back, but it's an Osprey. Yeah, Osprey, brand, by the brand. way. Um, and, and REI stands behind those bags. You know, it's it, just a, it's been very durable. Yeah. And you've had it for several years, so yeah. that's a good yeah. testimony up, right there. And my son upgraded his roller bag, and he loves that one better than this one that we're using. I think it doesn't have the backpack feature. Yeah, we so we if when we buy a new one, we yeah. probably won't. So buy when it, you're actually on the road, so you're trailing behind you yeah. a bag on a roller and you've got a backpack and you've got a camera bag so you each of you has at least three items uh, each of us has two and then i wear around my middle all the valuables passports credit cards um cash computer phones uh, yeah uh computer, computer around computer, your middle don't well, you carry some components the you know the laptop. the uh, storage of our data doesn't that Sometimes, get separated? Yeah, out? so we yes, we travel oh, with I a see. couple of uh, mm-hmm. external two yeah. two terabyte external drives. I think we're up to four externals. Wow! Um, and I think we travel with three. So because of the amount of video that we take, I know it's a lot. There's yeah, a lot of content, and there's a lot of room. I mean, I'm trying to one kind of comprises the website, and and then one is uh, archive of previous trips, and then yeah, so they they have designated purposes so there's plenty of room Paul's to grow. truly you know because of his work in technology um yeah. he's the he's the program guy the doing all of this mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know i keep trying to manifest some help uh because what we're really doing as a hotel guys as you i don't know are aware of we we aren't asking for money we're kind of mystery shoppers we show up you know i have truly the eye to walk in quickly and and see something so i'd love to be able to just do walkthroughs with a hotel i'll i've recorded such where i'm walking in i'll say this looks good this looks good love how you have this and now those are all your compliments now this is what would make it a little more warm and friendly and if they use half of my ideas so be it but um, I just have this eye, and I keep developing it, and I'll see things in the lobby right away, and then Paul, you know, two days later will notice it, and he's like, yeah, I really like this wall hanging, and I'm like, oh, that was the first thing I saw when I walk in. So with the two of us, you know, we're, we really walk in and assess a room really quickly and decide if we move stuff around or not, and we invite people to do that. Um, well, but what I love is it, it isn't that you just do it in your own individual room, but you actually had that experience where in Central America you met the young couple that had just opened up the hotel, and they took every single one of your ideas while you were there yeah, and implemented them, Yeah, which was just amazing yeah. to me. They were so fun to work with. Yeah, we look forward to going back and seeing our friends there. Let's tell them. Yeah. Let's tell everybody who they are. So it's the uh, it's at Las Lajas, Panama, and it's Show Pony. the Show Pony Resort. Show Pony Resort in Las Lajas, Western Panama, they're near the city people. of David. Yeah, they're on young. The, on oh, near David. Okay. Yes. Yeah, on the coast, on the Pacific coast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the one beach of our. I think it's one of our. It is like under our isolation under Panama. Um, just incredible. We have to get that video. Yeah. But they're also, they took all of Rich's photography that he shot in the area because one of our uh, really low-hanging sort of 
suggestions for a lot of properties is to bring whatever is around them in to the room. And um, I would say most places that we travel Don't. really lack kind of that extra Personal. warmth mm -hmm. and feel like, oh my gosh, that's a coconut laying on the beach. And now it's like in a, a eight by, you know, four like wall uh, photo frame yeah. in, in the room, it's like pow. So yeah. all of those high impact things and, that I've shot and, on my Google Pixel And it 3. sort of integrates, and there's something organic and natural about, about that. Yeah. You know, it makes me think of when we were in Munar, Kerala, in southern India, and we were staying at an amazing place in the middle of a tea... Uh, a sweeping tea plantation down a hill. I want to say it was called Chandy's Windy Woods. Ridge. Windy, Windy Woods, Woods Resort. Yes. In, in uh, uh, just terrace Munar, down the hillside Kerala. in this tea plantation, which really got us like so excited about really exploring tea. But we were in, yeah, for sure. Yes. And we were in their uh, dining, Re yeah, 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 their yeah. breakfast area, their yeah. dining room. And we just suggested to the manager uh, that was roaming around introducing Great themselves yeah. uh, to, to all the guests yeah. that you needed pictures in this rather stark room. I mean, nice, clean, uh, in a beautiful facility with good views out the window, but bring some of those views in. Yeah, warm that place up yeah. with what grows in their outer world. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, you go to five-star hotels. You know, we were at the place that we didn't stay there, but we were at the... Uh, we went for high tea at the in Mumbai. Yes. Well, this is actually the hotel that was where there was a terrorist hotel attack. Mumbai. Mm. No, but uh, it's funny. I mean, since we didn't stay there, I have kind of a memory of the places that we've stayed. But it's right opposite it's on the our gate of India, the the, the yeah. very iconic Mumbai uh, landmark. Right. It's the adjacent hotel. Everybody listening to this that knows knows which one I'm talking about. And we went there for high tea, and they had. All the teas of India, like in big, in a big display, and so you know, you go to these five star, you know, high tea kind of joints. You yes. get, you get this, and you know, all yeah. we're basically doing for the four and three star places is kind of like, it's kind of, it's a lot of it isn't expensive. It's like no, you can it, integrate that and increase the, the 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 satisfaction of your guests and just embellish their trip in some way to to us it's low hanging fruit yeah so what you were trying to say was that we're we're moving toward doing more consulting with properties I, I mean I keep just popping off all these ideas and then we look at each other like okay you know we want to just you know relax when we're traveling and read I love and, to read a lot and when so we're I'm traveling. now manifesting like a young team that we're going to meet in India. Um, once we arrive, we're going to hopefully be sitting down with some video editors and looking at our content. Because in Bangalore, in 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 southern India, Bangalore is the tech. It's the uh, tech center, yeah. Capital, and uh, so we're we're just going to kind of roll out some ideas and say, all right, you know, there's 1.3 million Bill, people of you with a B. Bill, excuse me, yes, <laughs> billion people, and you know, their middle class is the size of the population of the United States. So and they've I begun to travel. Our, so our, there's it's a I don't want to say wild west, but there's 
kind of a it's a place that's got a lot it's of untapped. A it's untapped there's a lot of opportunity Air, yeah. airports you know, are just we just see oh i mean incredible development so is we have a lot of crazy everywhere. ideas we don't know what we'll do with any of them like i think what rich is saying is we're just being conscious and showing up and connecting dots if other people if we can help other people and maybe uh, save some of the cost of our travel along the way, which is uh, some one That's of our starting goals. To unfold. It's starting to happen for us. Yeah, you know, we will do video reviews, which we've done unsolicited so far. But we have, um, you know, some jobs coming up where we'll be doing reviews of properties in exchange for a lower rate, for example. So, yeah, we can, you know, and I keep thinking, all right, you know, you're getting free advertising, right, from the hotel guy. Yep. So the one that's getting 15,000, you know, hits right now, I think my my kind of dream would be to come back to all of those folks and say, all right, we'd like to do some giveaways to get more people out traveling, seeing the world. You're getting free advertisement because it takes us up to 10 days to work at it shoot and all of that so it's an expense of time and energy and Certainly. and so i'd love to you know collectively put that out there you know i know there's a lot of also one percenters i'm told that maybe might want to help out the hotel guys um we're always looking for you know a little extra capital so we can really create and have fun and but the bottom line is though that paul and i are creating memories that you know are going to be Things that we just are going to sit on the sofa when we're done flying and traveling and just have those as as memories. Well, have you um, ever thought of doing tours? It's kind of <laughs> it's, unfolding uh, in a way. I mean, if you've got this really many people it. coming I, to visit you. And I know that a lot of, yes, a lot of, uh, I don't know, influencers have gone this route uh, and set up tours that they charge for we're not very interested in that per se but what we are really willing and have done for friends is share like we had friends that went to sri lanka last year india as well yeah on to sri lanka yeah but their sri lanka particularly we inspired them to go over and uh, we've had several people and contact they us. used our they used some of our information right. they stayed at some of our hotels sure. they we made connection with a young uh, tour uh, operator and driver. And so he was really instrumental in making sure they had a great time there. And and so, yes, and it, this next trip is shaping up to... Well, I mean, it's a free... Right now, some, you know, the, everything is free on our website. Yeah. So you go there. If you're going to Southeast Asia, you can kind of, you know, flip through and see where we've stayed and what our thoughts are, you know. And so... I just keep saying people really aren't into like surfing and trying to find the perfect place and spend hours and hours and hours. So it's just, this is what we've done. This is what we've learned. And we keep learning every yeah. time we go somewhere. And that's, well, that's the cool part. Yeah, do you that, have a donate button well, on your we, website? We, we don't. No. And other people also do that. And you know, it's even though we've kind of talked about consulting and reducing Sponsors. some of our expenses and stuff. Yeah. Primarily, what we really are about is really like the people-to-people kind of connections that Rich talked about We're earlier in his travel. Like we, the people piece of it. And if anything, what we would really like to see is some kind of give-back component that this is like our reach goal long shot. Yeah. So that, you know, yeah. we have really connected with so many people that work in the hospitality industry, neither of which 
we have ever really worked at. Well, you know what, Paul? I did. When I was uh, 14, I worked for my great uncle at a small small motel in Spencer, South Dakota. And I knew how to check people in the hotel. I was the pool guy. I cleaned the pool. I mowed. So... I do have hotel have you ever experience. Worked? Have motel. You ever? I motel. have motel, motel experience. Was called, it was called the Golden Pheasant Motel near Mitchell, South Dakota, where I was born. The world's only corn palace. Yeah, and he always likes to get that in, in 1990, <laughs> I think it was 99, two tornadoes converged in that little town of about 450. The Golden Pheasant is, no is more. gone. Yeah. It flew yeah. away. It blew away. Yeah. It's, but have you yeah. ever been Have you so ever been a waiter? Have I been a waiter? Yes. Oh, okay, because I've never even been a waiter. So, so, so all these guys are contacting us in hospitality and, and food and beverage, and, yeah. and they want us, you know, because we look like we own hotels, right? Must be our fashion, the same shirt. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know, but they, they think that we can find work for them. And so oh, we do our best to kind mm. of like give them some clues where might they might search. I'm always saying just Google cruise ships um, as as a start to just they want to explore they want to take their talents somewhere else and everybody wants more money in their in their pocket of course so and through this we have met such lovely people and that to us is the big payoff oh. that's really why and we I'd travel i'd love to help them yeah i want to help them i don't need more things yeah the places and the things are you know Awesome, but it's the people oh. that it really. Oh, it sounds that's cliche. Travel. No, it's not. That, that is us, the reason you travel. Yeah. So, so if over these years, that as we continue to do this, if we can give back in some way via some component, who knows if it ends up being a business that gets formed that we can inspire. I don't think we have an interest in running it. But again, you know, we are drawn to South Asia and Southeast Asia uh, in the past, and, and we're, we're going again. Yes, and we meet so many people, you know, in the United there is States a lot that of look at us and they there. go, I'd never want to go to India. I don't know fine. how you do it. And, and it's, you know, it's just our yeah. passion. Right, and again, you know, the and audience Indians, that we're cultivating isn't necessarily, we're not trying are, to encourage, let's say, North no, Amer- wealthy not. North Americans to really do anything. Right, I mean, and I think Indians day, are just seeing us big big guys, like, showing them around a little bit. So yeah. it could be a little, you know, everybody's on their device, right? So I think we'll, our little YouTube channel, maybe one day we'll generate a donate um, give but back, it won't be to us. We'd like no. to see, you know, maybe even connect with through. like a trade school I do somewhere wanna, in India. I want to, yeah, yeah. That's we've talked about that. We've also, yeah, you know, app development for like who knows, maybe it could be a job search uh, engine of some sort that's through hotel guys. So as as teen elders, I often say, I just want an airline to sponsor us so that I can sit up front closer. Yes. Yes, in so a bigger we do. seat. Yes, <laughs> so we, I hear you. We, yeah. we tend to meet interesting people mm. in in unusual ways. So we're putting out into the universe that we meet the right India Oprah or somebody. Oh, I need the Oprah. India Oprah. Oprah, if you're listening, please, I'd love to help make people happy. I mean, I just think of so many people that I'd love to upgrade their vehicles and buy them tires so that their taxi is safer and... Oh, the list goes on and on and on. I just, I realize how much abundance I have, how much gratitude I have here. Yeah. And, ooh, that's, um, that's what travel also does for me. 
Yeah, I mean, that's like a deeper look at like what the hotel guys are kind I, of all about. I know, Paul, and uh, we've grown up a lot in our travels. Yeah, we yeah. have. Yeah. Well, you guys, can you believe we're coming to the end? Good, because I'm starting to get a lump in my I throat. Know. You're, you're the emotional one. <laughs> yes, and uh, it's so sweet because there is a deeper purpose than uh, self-gratification that's going on here. Yeah, I mean, you know, the it's been it's a strange time in the world. It seems is to certainly, me. and is. I think for us, we can we can sum it up in two words, and that is accentuate the positive. Hmm. And oh. I think Nancy, you you actually, uh, I think maybe introduced that idea some time ago. So so thank you so much for everything you've done for us. Mm, you're mm. so so welcome. I think it's just uh, it's wonderful for me to have this opportunity to live vicariously through you guys, and I'm not the only one. So thank so you maybe so much. Next stop, a naturist resort. Is that what you're saying <laughs> <Yeah>. with us? <laughs> Don't hold your oh, breath. No. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Nancy. You bet. You're the best. You've just heard another Hotel Guys podcast with Paul and Rich. You can reach the Hotel Guys at their website, hotelguys.com. Join us next time for another podcast with Paul and Rich, the Hotel Guys.